Greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Today we are featuring um, Pastor George Zubu once again. We'll be talking about something very interesting as usual. Welcome to your favorite program, Precious Living with me, your host, Mrs. Zulu. Pastor George Zulu, welcome to the program. Thank you. Um, always a blessing and an honor to be here. Okay, so um, we are going to delve into this thing straight away. Last week we defined what righteousness is. And I mentioned righteousness is twofold as a gift from God and our gift back to God. So from um, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, which is a very common scripture that we all know, the Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Yes, so we'll talk about something that we have entitled the pursuit of righteousness. The pursuit of righteousness. Yes, so if you don't mind, let me just use that microphone. I think it's better. Okay, so um, Proverbs 15 verse 9, the Bible says, But he loves him who follows righteousness. But he loves him who follows righteousness. Now, as we continue, I want us to read Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 from Timothy. The Bible says, So above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and righteousness that proceeds from him. And then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. So you can clearly see that righteousness, in as much as it is a gift, Righteousness needs to be pursued because the Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So that's why we are talking about the pursuit of righteousness because it is something that you need to seek after, it is something that you need to sort after, it is something that you need to pursue, okay, or something that you need to chase. That's why TPT says, Constantly chase after. So many people are struggling on how. This righteousness, which is a gift, can become a reality in their lives and not, not, not a struggle. So even I, for a very long time, I, I, I struggled, I wondered, because I didn't know what it meant um, to pursue righteousness. What does pursuing righteousness look like? So I kept on asking my, myself those questions. And if our righteousness, you know, in line with how we define it, if we said righteousness is a gift, how can you pursue something that has already been given to you? It doesn't really make sense. Yeah, so um, how can we pursue something that only belongs to Jesus? But then if you read your Bible, you will see that you can actually pursue righteousness. But first, we need to know where righteousness begins before we can start pursuing it. So righteousness comes from God. Righteousness belongs to God. So allow me to go a bit ahead of myself. There can never be a pursuit of righteousness successfully in our lives if God is not in the picture. So no God, no righteousness. No Jesus, no righteousness. So the ultimate truth is that righteousness belongs to Jesus. It is a gift to us. From God. Now Isaiah 59, 1 and 2 and many other scriptures in the Bible, they make it clear to us that God is holy. 
and that sin separates us from God. But that's not the end. Let's not forget 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. The Bible says that Christ, who knew no sin, was made sin so that you and I can become the righteousness of God. Even Jeremiah 23, verse 6, which is a scripture that many people maybe don't know. The Bible says the Lord is our righteousness. So if we understand how we got that righteousness, then pursuing it will not be a problem. So Jesus freely offers us this justification. To be justified is to be declared free. And someone uh, defined justification as just as if you never sinned. So if you've been justified by Jesus, you've been declared not guilty, you've been declared free. That's why the Bible says there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. So meaning outside Jesus, you are condemned. Outside Jesus, you have no access to this righteousness. So without Jesus, God cannot accept us. We are still as filthy rags. We are still dead. So it's important to first receive Jesus. So like I mentioned, without Jesus, we cannot achieve this righteousness. Pursuing righteousness, on the other hand, means we become a work in progress. It's not like we are, we are working out something that is not already there. We are working out something from a particular place. That's why Philippians tells us it is God who both wills and gives us the ability to do what we desire. Yeah, so uh, the pursuit for righteousness is perfected over time through our obedience to God. We work at it every day with the goal of seeing its true perfection in our lives. With the goal of growing in God on a daily basis. We can't pursue righteousness alone. We still need God in the equation. We can't. We can't. Imagine if the Bible says our righteousness is still as filthy rats in the eyes of God. Meaning even our best deeds are not good enough. So we must do good in Christ. Then those deeds are declared holy because they are sealed through the lens of Jesus who is the Lamb of God that took away the sin of the world. He's the perfect Lamb of God. So the pursuit for righteousness uh, requires discipline in our lives. We need to daily seek God's presence. Um, just like working out physically, it requires showing up. There is no one that is going to say, I am waking out from their bedroom and they have not gone to a gym. So you, you always need to show up and do what is required of you. So we must be able to show up by committing ourselves to read God's word, committing ourselves to pray, committing ourselves to do things in line with what is required of us. Remember, we, 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 we quoted Colossians 2 last week. We said, just as you have received Christ, continue your lives in Him. So, salvation is not the end. Salvation gives you um, access to a life of limitless possibilities. Maybe, Pastor, before you go any further, ask if this life with a lot of work, activities, school, business, how can one continue and be so righteousness in their journey with the Lord? 
Okay, so I, th I think it, it takes us back to what I mentioned. We need daily seek His presence. Because um, the moment we stop seeking, we start drowning. We, st we start getting lost. That's why the Bible says, He that seeks finds. So when it comes to our relationship with God, Matthew 7 verse 7, the Bible says, If you seek, you will find. If you knock, the door will be open. If you knock, the door will be open. And if you ask it to be given unto you. The Amplified says, Ask and keep on asking. No one can keep on knocking, seek and keep on seeking. So this is not a once-off thing. It's a daily discipline that needs to, to be cultivated in our lives. The other point is that we need to walk in the Spirit. If we are to pursue righteousness, then we need to learn to walk in the Spirit. If you read Galatians chapter 5 from verse 20, 23, uh, the Apostle Paul mentions about nine fruits of the Spirit. Okay, and then in verse 25, he says, If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So we've been made alive. That is what it means to live in the Spirit. But then, to continue pursuing righteousness, then we need to continue walking by the Spirit. We need to continue living in the Spirit. Let's read Galatians 5 verse 25 from Good News. The Bible says the Spirit has given us life. He must also control our lives. So if we are to continue pursuing this righteousness, um, maybe as we are going about our busy churches every day, as we go about our academics, as we go about our business, as we go about our marriages, the Bible says we must not just receive life from the Holy Spirit, we must also allow Him to control our lives. That's why even when we are receiving Jesus, we say, I receive Jesus as my personal Savior and as my personal Lord. Now, if you say Jesus is your Lord, meaning He controls your way of life. So the Holy Spirit must guide our lives. He must convict us on a daily basis. He must realign our lives so that we live according to the will of God for our lives. We must allow the Holy Spirit to produce that fruit that is going to be pleasing to God. And then, we must also, I think, this is my last point for today. We must ask for wisdom so that we may live according to the will of God as well as bless the lives around us. You can imagine, Genesis 12, when God told Abraham, I'm going to make your name great, I'm going to bless you, I'll fight with those that fight against you. At the end of it, where he tells him, I will bless you so that you can be a blessing to others. So we have received this gift called righteousness so that others can see the righteousness of God through our lives. So we are pursuing righteousness so that others can get to a place where they pursue this righteousness through our persons. Hallelujah. Yeah, so that's why uh, Proverbs 9 verse 10, the Bible says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Through our fear for the Lord, others will get to fear the Lord. That's why James chapter 1 says, if we lack, if we desire wisdom, we must ask. And God is going to give us. So we must always be praying for this wisdom in our lives. It is this wisdom that will cause us to become generous. 
Now to become generous is where you become a share of the blessings of God, that which you have received. And it takes you to a place where people are going to encounter God through your life. They encounter the God you've encountered. There are some people that will never get to know God through a sermon. They will never get to know God through reading the word of God. But they can get to know the word of God through your way of life. They can get to know this God that you're professing through your way of life. I think let's end there for today. Thank you so much, Pastor. Before we go, yes, please. Um, the sake of someone who really desires to live a righteous life, and somewhere, somehow, they are being discouraged because each time they try to be righteous, something comes to hit them and take them away, and they begin to get discouraged, saying, Is it possible? Is it doable? What are your last words, such a one? Um, like I always say, there is no sin too big that God can't forgive. There is no place too further that God can't reach. Um, if you are going to be conscious, you are going to be aware of the truth that righteousness cannot be achieved without Jesus. Then, the moment you fall and fail, it's a reminder that you did something without Him. So every time you discover that you are falling apart, you are failing, it's a reminder. Proverbs 18 verse 10, the Bible says, the name of the Lord is a strong and mighty tower. So we run to it and the Bible says we are safe. So when you mess up, don't run away. Run to God. You are never too messed up for Him. God loves you. And God wants to change. He wants to use you. If you feel you are too messed up, then you are the best person that Jesus because there is no sin that's too big for him. That's what I can say. God is always ready to receive us when we come to him with all our hearts. Yes. Thank you so much. That was powerful. Um, so there we have it. Today we are featuring once again Pastor James Zulu, who happens to be the senior pastor and founder of Books of Righteousness. So today we are talking about the pursuit for righteousness. I hope you've been blessed. Personally, I have because righteousness should be a part of our lives as God desires it to be. Because the Bible has told us that he gave his only son to die in our place. And we may become the righteousness of God. I hope you have been blessed. Um, we'll continue next week. I hope that you will continue to follow and learn and share and invite friends so that we can get blessed together by the grace of God. Thank you so much for being with us today. We want to say thank you for this wonderful time that we've had. And we want to say thank you to even appreciate everyone that will take uh, part in listening and watching this video. Thank you so much to our cameraman, Mr. Adinasi Wandila. God bless you and shalom.